Dragon party. Dragon party, dragon party, dragon party, dragon Man, I want some really cool effects next time. I'm your host, Brett Brandis, for this circus. And always, I'm joined by my co-host, Eric. Tell him your name and what you'll be doing during this party. Uh, yeah, I'm Eric Manjo, and I am the circus freak. <laughs> circus freak, that's right. He's our, he's our, he's our main act. Basically. <laughs> so, sorry. I'm just a regular dude. He just, <laughs> just. This is what you paid for, okay? You didn't know what you were paying for when you came into this. Yep. But this is what you paid for. They just shuffle me out, and it's just like, all right, don't even and have jokes or anything. Whatever happens, happens. Can you can you juggle? I can fail at juggling. I can juggle yeah, one I... ball. <laughs> one one ball, aka not juggling. <laughs> have you ever tried with Look, tissues? Imagine. That's apparently how you're supposed to learn. You're supposed to like toss tissues into the air, and that like is yeah. how you train the motion yeah i i tried one time i i did honestly try to learn how to juggle but i did it with um plastic bags like plastic from bags the, okay uh, grocery yep, store. similar yep yeah i just couldn't get it i i, I know what it was i ignored the tissue technique all altogether and started with oranges but i was getting there i i was able to get about five rotations at, before it all fell through felt pretty proud and never went back to it yeah i was like i could kind of juggle and then i was like you know, I really don't feel like honing this skill anymore. <laughs> I think I spent like two days at my kitchen, bored as all heck, and I was just like, ha, 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 fail, ha, ha. And like, I got to the point where I was like five, and I was like, okay. I feel, I feel like I'm really wasting oh, my time now. Oh, no, this was what I was like. 21 i was like i'm gonna, I'm gonna oh when you had double. all the time in the world yeah. back then oh yeah yeah of course <laughs> listen all you 21 year olds out there in the party you you know you you're able to do all this crazy stuff right now <laughs> yeah I, w- I was trying to find something to like do as like a party trick because the only thing i knew how to do was like talk about magic and do math and <laughs> <laughs> and that wasn't getting you far at the party surprisingly <laughs> no the thing that get, got me far at the party was being the owner of the house <laughs> where the yeah. party was <laughs> that usually did pretty well yeah you know i'm like i'm so disappointed so i recently learned that to play guitar like why didn't i know how to do that back then yeah, I, I don't understand that. would have been that. probably pretty sweet. Yeah, you can sing and stuff, so I feel like that right. would have been the natural Why thing did I do. never, like, go, hey, and my brother's played guitar all his life, so it's like, I probably should have just picked it up and done it. <laughs> I think at some point, yeah. Yeah, I just like, but nope, nope, not till way later did I go, oh yeah. Oh yeah, oh, we, oh, we, yeah, get... we can do that, this makes sense, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. Oh man! All right. All right well, that's our episode, I think. That's yeah. our, and that's it, and that's what we had to say today. Now you know uh, how to become a millionaire playing Magic: The Gathering. Clearly, we are fully ensconced into this party, and and that means we've probably been drinking. So, what are you drinking? I am drinking from another local brewery. This is from kind of the next city over, uh, called Rar and Sons. It's a it's Rar. called Iron Thistle Scottish Ale. 
got a nice purple. That's kind of funny. So Iron Thistle, yeah, like we, immediately when you said that, I thought of Scotland because that's like a big thing over there. It is okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that makes sense. That it's literally then says Scottish ale. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're not trying to hide the fact. They're like, oh no, we, no, we, no, we like took big... this name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> from Scotland. I, I didn't know that. I was like, oh, cool name. Well, the thistles, they're like, you know how like every country has like their their country's flower. This, There's, is, this the is their state bird. Yeah, that's their state bird. <laughs> their state thistle. Uh, today I got I got me. This is a skinny elephant. Ooh. <laughs> it said skinny, skinny it elephant. said elephant it had a pretty picture of an elephant i said let's go now it says it's an american pilsner i'm not usually a fan of pilsners uh delicately dry hopped with holar tau blanc whale melon and mosaic i have no idea what any of these words mean what kind of melon <laughs> whale 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 yeah h-u-e-l-l whale melon h-u-e-l-l is that a type of melon? Oh. I know what melon is. I'm, it kind of tastes like melon. Or maybe I'm just making myself think yeah, that yeah. melon. <laughs> it's just like a kind of thistle. Or so something. yeah, I have no idea what this is. It's good. Um, It's very summery. Maybe I should have saved this for... It actually has been getting warmer up here in the Northeast. Um, We're actually supposed to have some unseasonably warm weather tomorrow, like 75 degrees. Whoa. Which is gonna probably going to feel like 100, considering it's been you know, 40 degrees around there <laughs> yeah, for the past, like, month. <laughs> yeah, so it's going to feel real hot. Like, I'm still so conditioned in, like, the every day you put on pants and you put on a jacket. Like, no matter what. Because you know it's going to be cold when you step out that door. Mm-hmm. But, like, tomorrow's going to be that day where you're, like, immediately, like, I have to take this jacket off. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't survive. Especially in the in the morning when it might still be a little cooler and you don't exactly. realize. You're in the car wearing a jacket. You're like, oh, my God. I'm about yeah. to die in here. These are the 30-degree weather swings. So you wake up, it's 40, and it's going to get to 75 somehow in the day. Right. It's pretty nuts. Yeah, you still don't realize it. Ah, uh, but back to a magic week, and magic week means we've been brewing. What oh, have yeah. you been brewing? So I, I'm still working on this uh, pirate deck. Uh, a pirate deck. Yep, it's going to be very, very leaning into the pirate theme. It's not going to be Admiral Beckett brass style, or what yeah, kind of yeah, pirate? Admiral Beckett brass, because I wanted to be Grixis. Love, love a good okay. Grixis deck. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I'm going to really lean into the piratey nature of it. So I'm going to be stealing things. I'm going to almost every card that references treasure, whether treasure tokens <laughs> yeah. or just treasure in general, <laughs> it's going to be in there uh, in some way or fashion. So it's I'm going to be uh, not playing some traditional, uh, just like normal uh, tribal kind of uh, stuff in lieu of just right. fun things. Okay. That sounds pretty sweet. I mean, I've always wanted to go like, so far like i've never had enough time in the day or like i don't even know how you'd go about it unless there's like a flavor text search but like like you were saying like anything treasure related i I would love to go as far as to like they mention treasure in the flavor text right yeah you know (laughs) you know it's like like oh no i went like into this yeah yeah Yeah. i i had like some cute ideas floating around for all kinds of things And, and like i would love to go that far to be like no look but it's because it, or or like there's a treasure chest in the picture but the name doesn't have anything to do with treasure the flavor tech like nothing but there's a treasure chest in the picture but that's kind of stuff that like 
you just have to have it. You just have to look at it. (laughs) You just like, like, holy crap. Like, I I don't know. I'm not that much of a savant with this game, you know? (laughs) I'm pretty good, but. I wanted to try to do that with the lands. Like, try to find all the, Mm. all the basics. Uh, to have like a boat in the background or be a ah, picture right. of the yeah, sea even, or yeah, something. something like that. Like there's got to be a land in Magic's history that probably has one of those in the background. It's like, man, but for you to find that stuff, that's going to take you forever. You kind of just have through. to like have one and just be like, okay, okay yeah. buy 10 and notice it. <laughs> yeah, what's that going to cost you? <laughs> it's like paying money for basics feels so bad. <laughs> I, I am at that point now <laughs> because I have started, instead of, uh, taking apart decks to rebuild some other ones. I've just yeah. been like, okay, I'm just going to keep these. So I have like 11 or 12 fully built commander decks and they're not all mono black like you. So I've just run out <laughs> of lands. So now I've had to like buy some. It's like, what, what am I doing with my life? Right. Yeah. Buying those lands. And Oh man, actually. Yeah. We'll get back to that topic for, for our topic. I'll, I'll talk about what I've been brewing. I'll, I'll talk about my most recent brew because don't fall into this trap audience uh, that I recently did. Uh, uh, read the commander that you're building. <laughs> yes. That should, should we make, that should be a whole episode. <laughs> not, because, not for our audience, but to you specifically. <laughs> yeah, I, I just so recently, luckily it all worked out. The deck is fine. The deck's working. Um, just not as I thought it was going to. <laughs> so what I'm I'm talking about, I, I just built the new um, Uncommon Commander from Call Time in red and blue, Agar the Freezing Flame. Now, I thought that he read whenever he dealt excess damage, because I saw Toroth first, which Toroth is the one that says whenever he deals ex- or excess damage is dealt, uh, you get to divide up the extra damage over yada yada. So, reading Agar, I kind of ignored the first part of the text and read, whenever a giant wizard spell deals excess damage, you draw a card. Well, that's not what the card says. The card says that when a wizard, giant, or spell does excess damage to a creature an opponent controls. That's huge, because what I was doing with the deck, or not all what I was doing, but part of my deck was pumping out a bunch of 1-1s on my side of the field, doing a general 2 damage to everything, which of course is doing a bunch of excess to my entire board. Right. So I'm drawing cards for my entire board and then getting a bonus for any 1-1s that my opponents may have controlled. So the deck worked great. So of course, when I'm goldfishing and I'm like pumping out a bunch of 1-1s, I'm like, I'm just like flowing through. I'm like, this is awesome. I'm having so much fun. And then I get to a game, and I'm like, wait, nope. <laughs> <laughs> wait a nope, second. <laughs> nope, none of this works. Now, luckily, I you know, I was able to get to a state where I still had, like, 30 cards in hand, and it right. and it worked great. And, like, wow, the deck functioned. Uh, I just couldn't see it working like that every time. But it was fun. So we'll, we'll keep it around for a while. We'll see how it goes. Right. Um, luckily, a lot of the cards I bought are definitely cards I'm going to be, like, tossing left and right index yeah like that kind of spell slinger thing it's not like a yeah. super random card that's like they oh, were all of this kind i, of I bought some cool. some like real staples in there i bought like a swan song finally like mm-hmm. a, a card i've been wanting forever that's just that just always looked good and i'm like yeah <laughs> this yeah, deck yeah. it would now work great well, right yeah, yeah, give them the 2-2 two, two that I'm going to kill with excess damage anyway, so it, like, works in a deck like this, and that one still works, yeah. <laughs> luckily. Yeah, <laughs> That's what I mean, song. like, most most of the deck work, I'd say, like, 10 cards I had to take out and replace. 
Yeah, unfortunately, some of your favorite mechanics, like we kind of talked about uh, a couple weeks ago, like your stuffy doll and brash tauner type thing. Yeah, which so they're still in the deck, right? Because they still work super well in the deck. So, right, I was assuming that I would draw a card when they were ever dealt damage because every damage that's above one was access to them. Meanwhile, it's still good in the deck, though, because if you think about it, I'm still dealing, like, mass damage to the board. So they're yeah. still, like, just bam, bam. Blasphemous Act right. still does 13 Still does 13, right. I mean, so I can't complain. It still all works. It's just not as great. I wanted to draw more cards. Yeah. <laughs> it Who, didn't oh, work no. that way. <laughs> All I want to do is draw more cards. All I want to do is draw cards. Yeah, it would be kind of the only deck i have that draws a lot of cards i've, I've been really struggling to draw cards lately you should <laughs> you should try it sometime it's pretty good <laughs> yeah i know I, I figured i've been seeing other people do it and it's been working pretty well for them so i figured I'd get <laughs> he's my talking about it. me <laughs> yeah yeah i, I am pretty much everyone else yeah i have i have that zyrus deck which is more like a <sighs> this is like a wheel deck that's a wheel deck. Yeah. I'm just trying to help people out with that one. I don't see why. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> you can't even say that. That deck is so ridiculous. Uh, I and this it's it's not like our playgroup is super high power level, but I don't know yeah. if it's like lost yet in the playgroup. No, I don't think it has. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, unless we're all we all band together from part one, <laughs> right? And, that's the problem and I don't think we're going to. Is sometimes I you just get draws with that where it feels like a combo deck where it's just like okay I have a uh, impact tremor so whenever I create a uh, one one yeah the one ones yeah and all of a sudden you created twenty in a turn uh, and the game's 20, done yeah yeah it's like okay all right well and, and like and we can't even respond to that because it's like okay my response to that is like maybe I should draw into an answer well that's just from that's dead past yeah. <laughs> it's like okay so we can't win yeah and it's like okay i just need to have this card in my hand when it's my oh i wheeled it away oh sorry <laughs> now it's in the graveyard oh my god it's it's nuts all right but what's our topic today we haven't even gotten to our topic so our topic is uh kind of along the natural progression of you want to play magic you've listened to our podcast you're like wow these guys yeah, are the best. These, they know this, what they're doing. This game is the best. <laughs> so do I just get magic cards for free? No, you got to buy them. <laughs> <laughs> ha, magic for free. Uh, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> so we're going to... Uh, arena. <laughs> that's true. And actually, that's kind of... That could be a arena? thing that we kind of talk about uh, Oh, we'll definitely later. get into Arena. It's a, it's definitely part of, part of it. Right. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's definitely part of what's shaping the landscape of uh, Magic cards now. Oh, definitely. It, part of. It, no, it's obviously not all. And there's so many pieces to this puzzle. I mean, boy, a game that's existed since '93. We're now in 2021, and we've now had a pandemic. Uh, yeah. And it's <laughs> yeah. like things are just different. It's all different. Yeah, I'm surprised this the everyone staying at home and Paper Magic being not as not as played. Uh, it hasn't really affected the prices too much, one way so or the other. I actually, and it's part of what my little category on our notes, my big brain theory. Um, <laughs> I have, I have an idea on that that I want to bounce off you. That that like mm. that, yeah. It's just, I mean, it's a theory, so we can't ever prove this really. But but, but maybe after the pandemic's over, yeah, maybe maybe things are like what my predictions are correct. Uh, maybe it's what we see. What I don't know. Hi- what are you hiding, Rosewater? Uh, but if you want to follow our, our progression here, I guess we start up top. So, um, we got to talk about why, 
what what prices are we used to paying and <laughs> what prices are we seeing now let's 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 get yeah, set a yeah. baseline yeah we kind of start like the history of magic because i think prices for older cards have kind of been steadily kind of going up and that part of it mm-hmm. could just be inflation and more players coming into the space but uh yeah do you kind of want to go into when we started playing even like in college or before that sure what, what we'll we start at, we'll start at that age college because that's that was a, a big portion definitely of our of, of definitely our purchasing at least for me right i mean definitely yeah, like our purchasing widely increased probably at because because at that point we had a play group. When you have a play group, I, I mean, you're constantly going to be buying cards because it's you got to keep things fresh, you got to keep things interesting. Oh yeah, really, only way to do that, and it's buy new cards, buy new sets. Oh yeah, yeah, and and that's kind of the fun of it is whenever you're playing more and more, you play with your deck. You used to play with it maybe like once a week at yeah. some club or something, but now you're playing it, you know, two or three times a week. Or like for right. multiple hours for the week. Right, right, right. I'm gonna just jump out of that uh, in Discord. Yeah. All right. Um, right. So and and what I like to uh, commander is one thing, and and we and different, totally different price structure. But one of my favorite formats is actually limited. I've always been a huge limited fan. It's probably my favorite format is limited, and then and then commander. Uh, very very close by. I mean, because yeah, in a casual sense, I probably want to be playing commander. Um, but if I'm in a store, if I'm in a shop, I'm playing limited a hundred percent. Oh yeah, and and that's that's one thing that Brett and I used to do was whenever a set would come out, the store would do uh, two headed two headed giant sealed. And then Brett yep. and I would always be teams. And we had, like, a pretty nasty record. I don't think I've lost in Two-Headed Giant in any store with any partner. It, <laughs> and I'm not kidding. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it threw from sets back as far as cons. Cons of Tarkir forwards. I don't think I've lost in Two-Headed Giant at a stop. Yeah, and, and we failed. Challenge me. I think one of our one of my favorite memories from that, we're, again, we're... We're gonna be. This is a very tangenty podcast. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's so much to go into with finances. I don't even know if we we can't even cover. We're just gonna be going through big brain theories and like right. and talking about it and trying to get everyone else to think about it. Not in a sense of like. So there's a bunch of better podcasts you can go listen to about literal finance no, we're the best. of magic. We're the best. But like of actual finances, you know, like, but right. I wouldn't recommend them necessarily. Cause I don't think this is something that you should speculate on. Really? I don't right, know. Yeah. It's such an uncontrolled environment of like nonsense. Yeah. So, so that, there's like, a whole, it's not worth your time. There's a whole uh, subsection of the magic community and it's just called like MTG finance. So if you hear people talk about MTG finance, that's what this is talking about. And this is talking about like, oh, I'm going to buy like cards off the reserve list and speculate on the price of cards. Oh, I'm going to buy like a hundred of this rare because I think this new card coming out is going right. to make it better. There's tons of those people. Exactly. Uh, we don't do any of that. <laughs> we buy no, the cards we, we need when we need them. <laughs> we're always, <laughs> we're never too upset whenever a reprint comes out <laughs> because of Heck cards no. cheaper. So, right. And that's the way to be, right? It's like, just wait for those reprints and then buy the reprints. Yeah. Like, <laughs> So I guess I think we should kind of go over. I, I've kind of come up with three main reasons why you might see a card become expensive. Get expensive. Okay. Uh, the first is how old the card is. So okay. particularly, th- these are cards that 
are good. So, <laughs> which is kind yeah, of hard yep. to figure not out. Just, not just any card. Not just any card, but like ones that, you know, you might want to play. Anything if you see with like the old border, basically anything from before 2005. I'm just sure. kind of throwing out that, that year, but. Yeah. Those... And it's also because cards that are that old, um, they're designing cards different now than they were then. <laughs> right. So they're not going to look like they did back then. And that means that like, that's going to be a pretty unique card. Like when we talk reprints, the cards back then probably aren't going to be just because they were different back then. Yeah. They, they have some weird, weird rule quirks, things like that. But um, basically though, the reason why those are expensive is there's just not a whole lot of them out there. And a lot of times from those older sets, uh, even when we do talk reprints, those older sets uh, contain the original printing, which actually does matter in a lot of situations. Yes, it does. Yeah. Um, and the other, uh, the second way that a card might get expensive or not expensive is what format it's played in. So mm-hmm. sometimes you'll see a card, uh, it, usually they don't become expensive. They just run out of the gate and it's a standard all-star. So right when it's open, it'll be... Uh, $20, $25 card. Sure. Usually you you see Uro and everyone goes, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. People <laughs> speculate hard. They're like, what did that's they do? That's a dumb card. Oh, everything. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Wizards, the, that's dumb. The new Omnot, they're like, oh, okay, we'll add a color onto Uro. <laughs> yeah, and make that, it was, I mean, that one was a little less, I, I feel like people didn't foresee it as much with the newest Omnot, just because, like, typically, four color, like, a card yeah. that costs one of, of four different colored pips, typically in the history of Magic, was like, dang, that's really hard to cast. Shoot, man, that, I mean, that's going to be hard to cast, so I might not get it out until turn 10. That's not how Magic is played anymore. Nope. It's so easy to get that out on turn four. It's dumb. Oh, yeah, and, and it just draws you a card, it gains you life, it, it gives you right. the mana I mean, back. Like, <laughs> if you think about old Magic, that card would have been fine. Like a car, if that card couldn't have been played until turn eight, it's like okay, yeah. I get that because at that turn eight too, cost you're like ten mana instead of four back then. Well, yeah, but like yeah, on turn but, yeah, eight, yeah. you're like, and now I gotta draw a land because it's landfall. Like, dang, that like that sucks. But yeah. no, on turn four, of course, you're still like slamming lands every right, turn. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a fetch land in the set too. <laughs> yeah. Oh my, oh my god, they just, they just uh, missed it. But yeah, so a card uh, that's like good in standard, once it rotates out of standard, it might not be expensive. Juicy drops. But yeah. if it's played in modern, uh, it'll remain expensive. And then the big one is commander, or format. I mean, and it's funny, that's actually probably only true since pandemic times. Um, standard, no effect on the price anymore. Absolutely. There is no paper standard right now, as far as the pandemic on. So... 2019 standard on the prices for standard cards not very expensive other than in the, with the exception of the ones that are played in these eternal formats that were busted as all heck right exactly those cards got printed and and they were placed everywhere as four ofs in in modern and legacy and all these others those went up to 60 dollars, and then every other rare if you look at like I'm still, like, amazed at how low some of these prices are on, like, rares of these standard sets. Oh, yeah. Usually, I'm there, amazed. there'd be, like, two $20 cards, like, a couple tens, and, like, a bunch of six, like, I five mean, to even just six, like, $7 cards. Oh, there's, like, one particular that I, like, looked up the other day, and I was like, listen, 
This card two years ago would cost $20. Yeah. So this is from Ikoria, a mythic planeswalker from Ikoria, which is played in multiple formats. What would you think if I told you all those facts? A mythic that was standard playable, modern playable, I think legacy, probably, maybe not legacy. Okay, so let's go standard playable, modern playable, pioneer uh, playable, right? Because they, they came mm-hmm. out with that format. Uh, a commander staple, mythic out of Ikoria. What do you think it would cost? Uh, that to me, if it's modern playable that and standard playable, that's easily like $30. Yeah, I and would say mythic. at least 20 I would say that's $15, $20 bottom line. This card costs $3.50. Yeah, it, it is. What? Uh, yeah, the <laughs> what? paper paper prices are pretty deflated now. <laughs> that's insane. So the card I was talking about, that's Luca Coppercoat Outcast. Oh right, yeah, with the combo. Uh, yeah, it's got the polymorphing thing, and it's I mean, it's a mythic out of the set. He's on, you know, he's on the call, he's on the packs and whatnot. His effect is unique. It's in like it's a sweet thing. It costs three dollars. It's in standard. It's in pioneer. It's in Modern cost three dollars and fifty cents. I'm like, I'm I'm blown away. So part of I think I gotta it? I think I gotta buy one now because it, I don't think it'll stay there. Yeah, I, I think the commander playability alone will kind of put it up. Wasn't a card out of that deck? I thought a couple of cards out of the deck were banned. From the... uh, that could be true in one at least one of the formats. I don't know. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know uh, necessarily right now. Yeah. Wow. I'm even like sure this is so awkward too. So like with Magic's variants. The variant is the same price for that card. That's a little odd. Like it has a borderless, like brand new art. Oh, like it's supposed yeah. to be like the collector edition and everything. It's the exact same price. I've like, noticed that too, where a lot of the variants. With a lot of it, cards, yeah. They used to be like, oh, the foil was like around 1.5 times the price, maybe double, depending on what it is. And then any alternate art was like, same as the foil price. But now right. there's so many different like borderless versions and stuff that you can find them like $2 more than the original version. Yeah. Or less. Yeah. Kind of this, like this one's the exact same price. It's not even different. I mean, I don't even know which one I prefer in that art though. It's like at that point, just like compare arts, I guess. I Do you think that these variants are going to be worth more eventually? I, Cause I don't know if they will. I don't think so either because I imagine that, the reason why the variants are the same price as the original is because of supply. I I imagine like they if, are supplied the same. Yeah, I think I think basically like, oh, if you want them, you could they, they're <laughs> they're out there. It's basically the same. I mean, it is the same card. It's right. just a different art. I don't even know which one I prefer in this case. The art on the original looks pretty sweet. Right, and that might be too. Like, if the art's not tangibly better and it's available, it's like, oh, well, I'll just get the original then. <laughs> right. Um, but, uh, so, talking about different formats, I kind of have this, like, theory that the reason why commander cards maintain their value and go up is because that people don't really tend to sell their commander decks, really. Mm, that's <laughs> be- true. Because yeah. people, if they go buy into modern and they play it a lot, they'll sell their decks because they're so expensive to buy the, another one. Like, they'll, they'll, they're, they will sell their, like, uh, blue-red fetch lands to get black-green ones, and mm-hmm. vice versa. But with Commander, I don't know about you, but the only reason I take apart a deck is to 
scrap it for parts for other decks. So, so I never <laughs> actually sell or I never actually like really sell my cards. I might trade them and stuff, but yeah, I don't really ever like rotate my decks out of my collection. So like whenever I buy a card for my commander collection, it's because I'm planning on using it consistently. Sure. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I don't know how much that affects prices. I'll tell you my big brain theory now, because th- this is this goes hand in hand with the pandemic. Because, again, we've mentioned paper magic, not really a thing anymore. Now, what that means to me... Well, except is what for Commander, I, because of things like spell Except table. for Commander. Okay, but this doesn't affect my theory, because what I used to do, I used to buy a lot of cards at my local game store in store when looking at the case and when looking at cards i used to buy a lot of cards that way and when i think about it when i'm doing that i'm actually never going to change the price of a card by doing that but my demand online when you see the way i purchase online it directly affects the market of the card online because Uh. all the prices are kind of based off of the online market Oh. And the more demand on that online price is going to start raising it and raising it and raising it. But when I'm buying the supply from the store, which just has it as a certain mark, it's never actually going to show as demand in the stores. Yeah, you're. you're I think you're. You're absolutely correct because when you think about because now we are all buying online. Like literally, we were all forced. Every Magic player all at once was now forced into buying all their cards online all right. of a sudden and, instead and, of half of them. I, I don't know how many, right. maybe half, maybe less. Exactly. Like I, I don't think I'd ever buy a single online unless the store didn't have it. Um, but yeah. So when you think about how price changes for those local game stores, they're not, they're, they're going online. They're basing it, right. Prices. They're basing it off of the online. And they're also and basing it. it off of like, someone comes in and be like, Oh, I wanted to buy this, this crater hoof behemoth. Oh, it costs twenty five dollars. Like, no, we'll just go to the other store. It costs twenty there, and they'll be like, "Oh, I better check my price to to reduce mm-hmm. it down to what what people will pay for it." And that takes a lot of time. But when you're just buying off from Card Kingdom, Star City Games, TCG Player, TCG. Amazon, uh, and you have access to all their resources instantly, the prices can change. Like, like we're literally, we basically brought Wall Street Market like stock style. Like instantly, like right. So all the card prices are just like now directly tied into our buying and selling, which is why Whereas we're it, millionaires. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Where it used to be, I mean, it's, but that's that's my point. Like that's why prices are getting going astronomic right now is because the prices are just like like a flip of a switch, like just click 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 click. Every purchase is pushing prices higher and higher. While it used to take months for that to actually accrue higher. When I could buy a smothering tithe from my, from like, you know, everyone had one at the store. So you buy one at the store, it's not going to affect the market price. That market price stayed the same. You just bought that smothering tithe there. Until like a bunch of people bought them online, then the price dips up a little bit. Now it's everyone's buying them online. It went from 10 to 30 within months. Right. And, and also, you're not doing any trades. Like who knows how many, how yeah, many trades right, are happening? Yeah, right. That's right. Yeah, without finances involved. Yeah, it, that's that's the other thing, right? Is we're not all in stores. Uh, you know, we we'll bring our trade binders. We'll sit there. Oh, I'll trade you this for that. This for that. This. Yeah. We a lot of times you see people sitting down there, and and it's the same thing, right? It's like you're trying to get the same like money, monetary value out of your cards. You're like, okay, well, this is a thirty dollar card, so I want like six of your cards, right? 
But like, yeah, it's so hard to do that when cards are going up by three, four times in a month because yeah. this online marketplace is going wild. And that's so that's my big brain theory is just like everything was pushed online, which means the market is now just like too tied in to the demand. And I bet I bet there is a uh, well, I don't know how significant it would be, but I bet there is a, a relatively significant decrease in just overall paper supply cards because you have mm-hmm. a significant portion of the of the magic community who are kind of like us who only play like one format and also limited so think about how many cards the stores get from running these pre-release events so people right. come in and then buy their do their pre-release kit and i would get so much value by opening the sweet bomb rare for standard but i didn't really care about standard at the standard, time standard yeah yeah so i just would trade it for like a cool like couple commander cards or store credit Yep. And now all those people who are limited only players are going online. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So, I mean, that, that to me is the biggest reason the finances like of magic has exploded the way it has. Never mind the whole reserve list thing. That's oh, a yeah, totally that, different that, thing. That is insane. <laughs> <laughs> like there'll be just like a random card. That's just like, Oh, it's a three mana artifact. And you could pay five to turn it into a two, two. And it's like, Oh, of course, that's worth two thousand dollars. If if you guys take anything from this podcast, it's don't touch the reserve list. Oh my that, gosh. It's not actually worth that amount of money, too. By by us, a website saying it is does not mean it's worth that amount. Yeah. Of, someone has to be willing to pay that for it to be worth that, which means it's not worth that because these are just these are just cards yeah. that aren't going to be printed. And if you're going to spend that much money. I don't trust the the post office. <laughs> to right, directly. right. Yeah. So just stay away from that whole speculative side of things. No one knows what's going to happen with that, and it's just it's just not where you're looking. <laughs> All right. So do you want to kind of move on to try, talk briefly about why cards become like less expensive, which are they never do. <laughs> they never do. <laughs> well, I I think well they they can in. And like micro scale. So like we <laughs> talked about uh, how how like standard cards that aren't really good in modern. When they rotate out of standard, no one really wants Rotating them out is a big one, yeah. Uh, well, but again, maybe it's not anymore, right? I mean, it's like because because a lot of the uh, formats have moved online as well, uh, which we didn't really mention. Arena, too, is a, a, a huge reason, right? That oh, yeah. we're not, yeah. Um, but a lot of the cards that are rotating out, you know... All, all the standard games are played online, which means you all you have access to all the cards anyway. Which means when they they're not worth much. From <laughs> right, but when they start, when they rotate up, they're still not worth much. I'm assuming. Uh, I mean, when the pandemic ends and there's more paper magic, it'll probably go back to normal, at least for like standard. Rotation. What I what I'm hoping is is definitely for my trend to reverse, which is where it takes cards a lot longer to go up in value. Where right now, I mean, we're just seeing, like, once a card is discovered, you have, like, a week. <laughs> it just <laughs> takes off and goes, like, 20. Like, we used to have, like, three months, you know, for, like, oh, man, Smothering Tie is really good. We should all buy one. And then and then right, you'll yeah. see that. And, and then you'll see the price tick up by, like, a dollar. Yeah, $2. it went from a, a $2 <laughs> card to a $7 card. You're like, you know what? I'm going to buy one. Yeah, and you buy one. And then it goes to, like, maybe it goes to 10 after, like, another month or two. Yeah, now it's just like, I saw it at 10. I bought it. Next week, it's 20. You're and like, you're ah. like, what? <laughs> or, or what you, just yeah. happened? <laughs> Wait a second. Uh, but, yeah, like, with... 
that's that's also true again with kind of the effect of so many games being played online people have so much more information at hand yeah, so they just know like what's going to be good even before it would release in paper yeah um the other big thing is bannings so <laughs> bannings for sure that one immediately hits it though yeah. not as hard and also that one's a weird one. Like as soon as it's banned, I would say stay away from the card for like a second. Because right. <laughs> the, the price usually does yeah. this weird like dive and then bounces straight back up to where it was for some reason. Right. Yeah. And like, then starts lower. These aren't like hard and fast rules. Yeah. Because sometimes yeah, it'll just be bad and then all of a because another it might be something like another card in that deck got banned, so everyone right. thinks the deck is dead because <laughs> you know like oh. Uh, with like that Luca deck, I, I was the um, I forgot. Well, so that in standard, in standard, I think Agent of Treachery got banned, right? Which is what um, the Luca combo was trying to go was on. doing. Yeah, that was what Luca was doing. Well, no, because that was with Noda that was busted with that. A- every so deck was playing Agent of Treachery. <laughs> yeah, every was, yeah, you are maybe right. what it was yeah, Luca was and Winoda. Yeah, it was probably both. Right, it was just like everyone's just doing Agent of Treachery things. Yeah. Um. But then, so then, like Shark Typhoon might go down. But then everyone's like, "Oh no, Shark Typhoon is just good and everything." So we're just gonna <laughs> keep buying it. Um, I love that Sharknado is a thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. they did that as a meme card, and it ended up being one of the it's best. Just, from it's the set. good, yeah. It's just like, oh, wow, really... I don't know why they think it would. It's like, oh no, well, it costs six. Minutes. Well, because the like... the effect they've printed before, and it what, and it's not a very good effect. It was the cycling part that made it so good. Yeah. It's, if they just printed cycling with nothing else, it would have been fine. But they gave it an ability when it cycles, it does something. Yeah, yeah. And it, that you made create it a creature, and it's instant that, speed, uncounterable, uncounterable, and uninteractable. Right. It it made it something that they didn't realize was like such a busted. Like it literally said split second on it. If you think about it, right? <laughs> yeah, like, cycling. You can't it's like, touch yeah, you can't it. Counter it. Um, do you want to kind of go into uh, like reprints and stuff like that? Sure, and reprints is a funny subject because I actually have another big brain theory about reprints because I you have I, to choose honestly, one. Is this a smaller brain theory than the first? Small one? brain theory, yeah. This is my small brain theory. Tiny brain theory. Big brain theory was was my uh, my my pandemic uh, the online market being too tied. But this is, the small this is brain your theory. SBT. This SBT just has to deal with uh, reprints specifically because I think Wizards now has a full chokeholds on reprints and they know too much now and they are literally i think they're controlling the supply so well when they do reprints it's so meaningless now uh for for high value cards i specifically i also agree 100 percent. every card that costs more than like 20 dollars they're they're like Look, we printed this card, and everyone's like, "Oh, we reprinted a card," and then like no one has it, and you're like, "What happened?" Yeah. And then the, oh. the card goes up in value, and you're like, "What?" Yeah, yeah, because it's like, "Oh, we're reprinting." Uh, I don't know, we're we're reprinting Fetchlands, like, "Oh, but it's in a secret layer," and only one person. We're only pre-printing like a thousand of them. We're like, and for a hundred and twenty dollars, get per credit card. for that. Or it's like, oh, and then that's not even how much I'm meaning. I mean, they're they're printing cards like Mana Crypt in sets and being like, it's in there. Yeah, like mythic, at super mythic or whatever. Yeah, at super mythic, and then the cards are worth like two hundred dollars a piece, and you're like, wait, that didn't help at all. That did nothing. I made it worse. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, and then they're like, whoa, whoa, we printed it. Um, 
but so those are for like the super high end ones. But reprints do help a lot of the lower rarity ones. I'd say anything anything five dollars and below, it helps massively. Anything right. ten, anything from ten to twenty, it usually helps, and and maybe you'll get it down to that five ish range or ten, at uh-huh. least ten range. It kind of like halves it but keeps it up in value. Right. Everything under five, yeah, it usually does get it down to that like dollar quarter range which is great right it, and i think it it could be because like some cars just have never been reprinted so it's like oh they were in you know uh like odyssey or something and now mm. we're finally getting a second reprint it's like oh well maybe this there wasn't too many of those of those like rares printed or something and then yeah. it gets downshifted to uncommon now there's like you know so many of them so it used to be like seven dollars but now it's two dollars right or something Right, but, yeah. So that, that's just my small small brain theory on yeah. reprints. It's, it's yeah. just those high level ones, man. They hurt so bad. Like I hate seeing it now because they're gonna do it, and they 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 just have the formula, man. They have it. They're gonna reprint these big money things in every set now because they know everyone's gonna go, whoa, the value, and then you're never gonna see the card, and it's like never yeah. gonna matter. And, and look out for so in like Time Spiral Remastered, they have like special slots too that are they're not traditional like rarity slots they're just like oh special things like there's the uh like the, the, the old shift. border car yeah time shifted cards those are sweet those are really cool those are really cool Big but i don't know if they've released like how rare each one is it's not like each card is an equal chance of appearing i right. bet it's like the the time shifted uh true name nemesis i'm sure like I don't know this, but I'm sure you're going to see way less <laughs> of those than the time-shifted, yeah. like, ponder. Or actually, maybe uh, the, the big community outcry for those, so they didn't print enough of the product in general. That's and another those, thing. Is <laughs> those boxes went from 140 in pre-release to, they're like, double that now. They're like 280 to $300 for a box. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's just and, like, and that's so the we other can't thing win. You have we to look win. at print quantity, too, because each, if you if you want, like, a, a the Mana Crypt price to go down, then you have to think about how rare it is, like how many you get per like hundred boxes, and then how many yep. hundreds of boxes there are. So yep. if if it's a it's like oh we reprinted it, they get to say that in their managing or uh, in their marketing material. But oh well, there's actually only fifty printed in this entire set, like total copies extra. And I'd say like another anecdotal finance advice, if I could give any, it's just a trap that I've fallen into already that i'll share my experience of which this happened just recently to me with jumpstart i was able to buy a box but of course i had to buy a box at like 200 dollars, which was like it was twice as much as like you were supposed to pay for this product now all the prices got inflated and everything so i'm like yeah it should have been fine well i opened the history's worst box (laughs) in the history of boxes where the most expensive card I opened was worth $5, and I, I kid you not. Yeah. It, so I literally had a whole box. Eric, I think, bought two packs, and one and card in his pack card. Yeah. was worth more than my entire box that I bought at $200. So, like, when I look at these Time Spiral Remastered boxes now that are worth $300, apparently, I would just say stay away from it. I'm oh, sorry you yes. missed it. I missed it, too. I wish I got these time shifted cards. They look freaking sweet, but I missed it, and I'm not gonna buy a box for three hundred dollars. Yeah. Once these prices have started to escalate, I would just recommend like just don't go near it. And, and those time shifted uh, looking cards, like there's gonna be lots of them or a bunch that are just super expensive, 
but the, like the vast majority of them are just going to be like two dollars more expensive than the original yeah i mean i it just goes i think where i'm trying to go with my advice is like decide super early on whether you want a product or not and then just make the decision that like never linger on these decisions anymore right we're talking like now we also have to go through another subject um wizards has been going through selling cards direct to consumer in their form of secret layer right don't know how much that's affected prices really it really doesn't affect i feel like the original price almost uh i will say almost none you know i don't know um so all of the secret layer options are pretty much the same price as the normal printing options i don't i think maybe the original secret layer might have brought down prices because people it was new and exciting and a lot of people bought it mm-hmm. but like a lot of them have just been basic lands um yep, yep. a lot of them which always been... seem to sell pretty well and go randomly up in value Oh, like every I looked because so Brad and I kind of on the opposite ends of these secret layer things. I bought a yeah. bunch of them just because I I'm a sucker for how they look. Uh, oh, I I bought a bunch, man. I bought uh I bought Prime Slime. I bought I bought oh, the yeah? doggy okay. one. I bought the dog one. You bought the dog one, okay? I bought the dog one, and I bought um, which God that that one I regret honestly. <laughs> <laughs> the the Theros ones. Uh. No, just the dog one, I regret. Oh, the dog. I thought you said the gods one. No, I didn't buy the gods one. I just forgot the dog one. And then I just bought one of the ones from Caldheim. I bought the one for um, Croxa, Grave Titan, Inferno Titan. Ooh, Croxa, I needed, that's like $65 or something. It's I, li- I literally needed all three cards, and they came together, and they look amazing in the Caldheim borders. And I was like, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. Why aren't I doing that? All of those... <laughs> pretty much hold up in value if that's yeah. the thing you're into they are very expensive and they're usually you can usually get them pretty cheap um the cards themselves if you just want if you just want like one card out of them definitely stay away from it but yeah if you want all the cards yeah i think it comes to that too you gotta want all of them i highly recommend avoiding foils if you can yeah i i've <laughs> i've heard anecdotally about people you know having them uh, curled up. I personally have not had any issues. I'll just Cause say you that. had the foils that you've had. You've had the Godzilla foils, right? Those were foil. The Godzilla foils, all the original that I got the super drop of the original five. Oh, all, did you? All wow. those are foil. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Because they didn't make them back in non-foil. Yeah. They didn't then. make non-foil ones. Uh, I got, yeah, the Godzilla lands and I got, uh, accidentally, I ordered the non-foil of the, the Bob Ross lands. Mm-hmm. Um, but they gave me foil, and they're gonna actually send me non-foil ones too. <laughs> that's awesome. So that's that's sweet. so sweet. <laughs> just got it. That's for free. so sweet. Uh, but the I, only basic land one I almost bit on was the uh, the crushing brutality. Oh, I, I bought. That. Oh, <laughs> I bought you that. bought that. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Which which like commenting on our previous thing, like okay, so I want them now, like retroactively. Yeah, go on like PCG player and look up the price for that secret layer. It's like I'd have to spend a hundred dollars now if I wanted that. Oh, I, like no. I have I have the cat <laughs> secret layer, the original one, still sealed. Yeah, I'm gonna sell that. It's still like, sealed. It's like, it's like five what? times the price now. <laughs> I can't believe it. Like, what are these price gouges? Like, Wizards literally offered it. What was it? Thirty dollars, I think. Yeah, and like that's the price I, I was like, ouch to pay. Right, I was like debating so, at thirty dollars for five basic lands. For five basic true. lands, I was like that kind of freaking hurts like i can also just buy cool ass proxies guys right. like we're dumb i don't need 
and that's wizards they, to promote my product. Yeah, like, essentially, whatever. Yeah, they're they're just like I don't legit. I don't need that. Yeah, so I'm not gonna pay if I wasn't gonna pay thirty. Yeah, good. I'm not gonna pay on like maybe on TCG Player if they go down to like fifteen or twenty and go like, oh cool, I wanted those. Yeah, they're less than the price they offer. And and they might go down because they uh, they haven't started production on there. I actually just got an email about it saying it's gonna come in like sometime mid April. So yep. the the weird thing about secret layers is that they kind of are opposite of the printing cycle of the normal product. So normally they they order a set amount of product to be printed, and then if there's a large demand, they'll print more. The secret right. layers it's always to demand, so they only print yep. what's out there, and that way once they're all printed up, there's no more of those left. But if there's which is a, interesting, that means they're kind of reserve list cards. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's they're never going to be reprinted in it, that style. Yeah. Exactly, and and but the uh, the trade off is is if your secret layer is just super popular, then a lot of people have it, <laughs> so it's yeah. not going to be worth as much. Um, that's why I kind of bought the Godzilla lands. I was like, oh, I kind of like it, and everyone was trashing it because they were just basic lands. Because like, it was basic lands, they were first ones released, right? Yeah, yeah. It, well, the, there was uh, foil snow lands released in the original one. Oh, okay. And the Godzilla lands were the were the second one. They were the first by themselves secret layer uh, basic lands. But people were just like, why would I spend $30 on basic lands? I was like, well, each one of those is probably going to be like $15. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, not the way. You're right. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But uh, I don't know. But that's the thing is they're $15, but I usually don't sell cards. I trade, and no one's going to trade me $15 worth of actual No, for for a basic, for for one basic land. land. (laughs) No. Those are yours now. So, like, probably get all five of them for fifteen dollars worth of real cards. So, yeah. And what one thing I want to bring up um, is just like, I'll, like, how much do you pay now for a commander deck that you want to build versus what you used to pay? <laughs> oh man, it is. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I'll say this: I I have a good job now, <laughs> and this is this is something I enjoy a lot of having them. So yeah, before like in college when I had essentially nothing, I would try. I would probably pay, but we were getting a lot of cards. Uh, we were there was a lot stores. of cards cycling through. Yeah, um, yeah, we get a lot like, of limited cards. Yeah, yeah. we like go in on boxes and stuff, so and things like that. Um, I'd probably shell out like fifty dollars for a commander deck, and okay. now it's probably including like the sleeves and everything now like before i probably didn't shell out too much on sleeves but now with the sleeves and the deck box and everything and shipping and everything it's probably closer to like a hundred to 150 dollars depending on the deck okay so i just don't have my entire collection i still have the box of cards sitting in my mom's basement (laughs) (laughs) so sometimes i'm like i know i have this card but i'm just I'm not gonna have to gotta get it, it anyway. Get get a few copies. Mm-hmm. I know for me, it's a direct like I paid 100 back then, and I'm I'm when I build a deck for some reason, I usually I actually somehow I, I sell a lot of my bulk cards, so which means I lose a lot of cards that I just end up buying back anyway. But I, you know, I make my money back anyway, so right. it's it all works out. But I used to spend definitely a hundred dollars, pretty much on the dot, to build any deck from scratch, meaning I had no cards at all. I would build it for a hundred bucks. That price is now two hundred dollars, like yeah. an exact doubling of yeah. that to buy the same deck. Oh, but these yeah. are all different decks now. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I literally went from paying a hundred dollars to build a whole deck 
So now I'm paying $200 to build a whole deck. Yeah, and, and part of that is prices going up. And part of that is, like, Commander has just exploded since we were in college. Yeah. So, like, tons and tons of Commander staples that we are like, oh, well, of course we need to put in this deck. Of course we need to put in this deck. Yeah, They're they go just up like, four to five times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so a lot of these things, you just keep putting them like, okay, I need an Arcane Signet. I need this. I need that. Like, oh, I need this. And then you're looking like, I haven't even gotten to my regular cards that I'm buying. And then <laughs> I'm already at $25. And it's funny too, a, a site like EDH Rec actually like screwed it up entirely for finance <laughs> wise. Because like these cards are like so commander specific. It's like pay zero to destroy your own creature. And it's like, that sucks. Well, that card usually costs a quarter. But now they created a commander where if you destroy your own creature, know, in this yeah, way, the, you draw a card. So of course that card goes to like five dollars just for one commander deck having like a, like know. it being a hunt in a hundred percent of them. But ED, it's insane. But yeah. EDH so it's this like resource. It's EDHREC.com if you haven't heard of it, and you're playing commander, then this is like the number one resource for EDH it's stuff. I think out there, and it's nice because they do have the prices. Uh, on there so that way when i'm scrolling through and i see those like oh that'd be nice Ooh, 25 dollars. never mind uh, <laughs> keep on going um yeah that's a great that's a great resource but yeah it you uh there's just like a random card like i when i was making a marchesa deck uh it has an ability where like if a creature dies with a minus with a plus one plus one counter on it you get it back or something like that uh-huh. So, so basically Marchezza's ability? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that, that, that is Marchezza I was describing. But there's oh, okay. a an old enchantment that says, like, pay three life, put a 1-1 one, one yeah, counter on a creature. Yeah, unspeakable symbol. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, that is a card that's that just card. not good. Like, <laughs> life is a resource and you should use it, but not just for a 1-1 one, one one, counter. One counter. <laughs> you want to do that to, like, draw cards or deal damage or something. But this was just like, oh, I could just, like any creature i could just right save. what's that run you now because because a card like that you're right that a hundred percent marchesa mm-hmm. like it's not going to be run in any other deck in the entire game it's all marchesa eh, it costs three dollars two two seventy but it, and that should cost 25 cents like yeah it should yeah absolutely. you're right you're right it's 50 cents maybe because it's uncommon yeah yeah 50 cents 50 is cents. old but yeah, that's one of those things that's like... The, the general thing is like for bulk cards, it should be like 25 cents common, 50 cents uncommon, a dollar rare. That's yeah. like, that's the general like progression for any given card in the game that's not like everyone's playing it yeah, for exactly. all the competitive formats. All right, do you want, and that's so, just not how it goes. Uh, now we're talking about uh, uh, staples. I, I kind of did a little bit of research from EDH Rec and TCG Player slash card came to find some prices on like different staples yep so we can we can kind of go through and talk about like is it worth it for the dollar for your deck because a lot of times you'll go on like edh rec and you'll say like oh i want to build this commander what are the cards i should buy and you just see a bunch of cards that are worth 10 plus dollars and it's like ah do it is this really that important to the deck or can i just find a cheaper replacement all right love it rapid fire Shoot them off. All right. I think uh, we're going to go with one of the old standbys first, uh, Lightning Greaves. So this is a two-mana uh, equipment, zero cost to equip, and your your commander usually. <laughs> but your quick creature gets <laughs> Shroud in Haste. Usually it's there for the Shroud. Right now it's like 3 to $5. Uh, 
worth it. Hundred percent. Hundred percent worth it. No matter what deck it is, you're putting in. There. Not no matter what deck it is. I don't think it goes in every deck. I just I think that's a card you like. Let's say this: if you don't have a copy, pick up one copy for three to five dollars. You'll in probably eighty percent of commander decks. <laughs> like yeah, maybe maybe less. I don't know. I don't have it in every deck for sure, but what a good card. Yeah, I, I don't have it in too many decks, even though I but I want it in way more decks than I have it in. <laughs> I'll say Cause, that. Because also it doesn't need to be it gives all your creatures haste. It's almost like it has a side effect, right? Like you don't need to keep it on your commander. That's obviously the card you want to protect. But it's a card that says equip zero, give a creature haste. Yeah, which exactly. Is huge. And- with the shroud, you're guaranteeing that creature's going to attack, essentially. Yeah, I mean, so Zero yeah, hundred percent worth three to five. I think it would have been co- cost more than that, honestly. So three it, to five bucks. It, buy it. I think it used to. I think that this is one of the cards that used to be like, like seven dollars or something. Okay. And then I can see it getting back there very fast. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, and th- <laughs> this is one of those cards that if your deck relies on the commander to function, so you if, have to have this you, card. Yeah, you need this card. Like this should yeah, be the first card in your 99 uh absolutely if, oh yeah for three to five i'm in 100 um now we're kind of go into some mana rocks these are like the two most like staplest of staple mana rocks it's uh, <laughs> they're around the same price point soul ring and arcane signet uh, yeah uh and the so they're price... the, the price is like they're like a dollar fifty to two dollars you have to buy them. <laughs> then then yeah. yes. Need them. Yeah. I mean, Soul Ring's so good it should be banned. <laughs> and, and Arcane, and Arcane Signet, absolutely. Include even, it in every deck. Yeah, even monocolored decks. Even monocolored, just it include in. it in every deck. It's I love the card because it's like it's the way Signets should be. I, I always I hate playing Signets in my deck, honestly. It's like we've gotten to the point where we play two mana rocks over three mana rocks. Yeah, but that, every that time funny, right? I play a Signet like one of the the two like in two color decks, right? Yeah, if, yeah. For signets, you have to be playing two colors or more. I hate playing the signets. I always run into the awkward situation where I'm like, well, I don't need, you need like, those two colored pips. You need double white or something. I need and like you double white, white or something, and I only have a white to pay for that signet. I'm like, yeah. this sucks. I hate those signets, dude. I hate having to run them. Much rather run the talismans. A hundred percent of the time, run the talismans. So the talismans are also two mana mana rocks, and they tap usually for a colorless or mana or mana of either of two colors. But they hit you for damage. Commander is not really an issue. And I bet they pay. I bet they cost around the same amount, except for the old talismans, which probably cost a little more than that. I think the talismans cost a little more because they haven't been reprinted as much. Um, right. Well, yeah. The the modern horizons ones. I wouldn't be surprised if they're sitting around two dollars right now. But yeah, they could be. Buy them. <laughs> yeah, buy one of all of them. Yeah, if you're struggling with mana problems, they're a great buy. I love the signets uh, because I have a bunch of like four or five color decks, and the advantage of it is if you don't have a lot of double colored um, spells, if you have a bunch of like two different colors, then those are nice because it gives you two different colors. But there's right, definitely yeah, room for right. them, and you should definitely run them. I just I hate running. Them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I if, do run them. I just yeah, hate them. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Because if you have like a three red, three enchantment or something that, yeah. then you're just like, I just, oh, well, I the, can't do the amount of times I get frustrated by them, like basically outweighs me running them almost at this point. I'm like so frustrated uh-huh. with them. <laughs> okay, so I'm I'm gonna kind of skip down my list a little bit to see what you think about uh, this one, which I think I know the answer is gonna be. This is like. <laughs> going to be something that you see in pretty much any commander deck that has blue in it this is going to be it's going to show up it's a ristic study 
it's a three mana enchantment yep. Uh, yep. and every time an opponent casts a spell mm-hmm. if they they uh the 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 they have ability to pay goes one on trigger, mana or you yeah draw. or you draw a card so they can choose to either pay a mana or you draw a card yep it's one of the most annoying cards on the planet because every time it's like oh i gotta cast a spell like do you want to pay one for that want to pay one okay <laughs> i'll draw a card draw a card draw a card um and it's sitting out around 35 dollars <laughs> No, I'm not paying it. And um, not paying it, not because the card is not, like, busted and, like, worth $35, but because of all the things you just mentioned, it's an annoying card. I don't want to play with it and ask every single person and forget to ask every person. And Dude, just get the card out of the game. Don't play with it and have a fun game. Right. (laughs) Just get it out of there. We don't need it. We don't need it around. Uh, it's going to be a better game without it anyway so don't waste 35 dollars if you can do other things and there's the there and i actually i don't think it's even worth 35 dollars like no i don't you're right i like yeah for a busted card i'd pay 10 maybe yeah i think it's worth like 10 dollars but like as far as like if you're gonna spend 35 dollars on a card there's another blue card that's super good cyclonic rift that costs about the same (laughs) and has way But oh, but that's another one I wouldn't run. <laughs> yeah. So, but Ristic Study, it like the effect goes away in the late game when everyone has like twenty mana and they are leaving up five mana every single turn. They're just gonna yeah. pay one every single time. If like, you haven't won the game already, because you drew because you drew a million cards. cards. Yeah. yeah. But like, and and that's that's honestly that's like if you if you're playing high power decks, drawing cards are so much more valuable than if you're paying mid playing mid to low power decks. So that's kind of you're you're exactly right but like yeah. when the way we play like i'll forget the trigger half the time anyway <laughs> and, like, <laughs> that's not a good reason why you shouldn't buy it <laughs> because i forget but um but yeah it's just one of those cards that just like there's so many blue card draw effects and there's so many else. like artifact yeah. card draw effects. and do something less annoying please yeah and, <laughs> and this is what just those make things. the game better yeah if you're if you're running like a competitive deck i don't even know if it's good for that <laughs> but but this is also one card is, yeah. that I wouldn't be surprised if they if they reprinted it in some like masters set to go back down to twelve. Actually, it's funny when you say like the competitive scene. Actually, they play a different card, right? They play Mystic, Mystic Remora. Remora, yeah, right. And and I'd say play Mystic Remora over Ristic Study a thousand percent of the time. Uh, I mean, because so, it comes down earlier. And you're not going to have to deal with it all game because it has cumulative upkeep. So eventually you're not going to want to pay for it and it goes away. And that's a card that like no one's going to get annoyed at. It gives you a huge benefit, hopefully. And then it goes away and then we can all forget about it. Yeah, (laughs) it it, it makes them pay four for... You're just, you're automatically drawing a card. But it's only if they play a non-creature spell. Right. Which uh, a lot, the, a lot of the games in Commander sometimes people just play their Commander early game anyway. So sometimes you don't ever get a draw off of it, right? And it, the, Mystic Aurora is honestly one of the best turn one plays because awesome. in the first two to three turns, everyone is just trying to ramp, and yep. ramp is very rarely creature based. Though in um, those games, that might mean you have to discard. <laughs> so it's like it almost <laughs> yeah. doesn't help you that much unless you're like able to keep up with it. But if you're a if you draw three purist, cards from it, it's like, huh. Yeah. If you're blue. But yeah, purist, just go Mr. Cr- what's Mr. Cremora run you? Uh I am not sure. I can look it up. That'd be a good because that is a direct comparison, right? So we're talking Ristic study compared to like just run this. Well, what's that cost? Because if it costs thirty five dollars as well, and it's like, okay, <laughs> yeah, well, never mind. Don't run either. Uh how do you spell Remora? We change our minds. 
Uh, and our okay, what's cost? I wouldn't be surprised if it. Oh, it's eight dollars on TCG. Eight dollars. Go with go with Mystic. There you go. You heard it here first. Right. <laughs> Buy yourself a Mystic Remora. That's an older card. It's probably going to go up in value more than Mystic Study is because guess what? They're not going to reprint. Mr. Grimora. <laughs> like, <laughs> a cumulative upkeep card? They're not going to reprint that. So yeah, just buy one of those. Eight and, bucks. Yeah, exactly. Not, not for a while. That's definitely something that's in like the Time Spiral type <laughs> remaster type thing. Yeah, if it wasn't that. reprinted in Time that's true. If it was reprinted in Time um, Spiral, that's one thing. But I don't think it was. Now, uh, here's another green staple, or the first green staple, I guess. Eternal Witness. Okay. One green green. For, is it a 2-1? Two, 2-1 one, two, one human, human Shaman. When it enters the battlefield, you return a card, target card from the graveyard to your hand. It costs like 4 to $5. Now, I, that's not one I would bounce at. Let's say that. I wouldn't say you have to have this. Correct. Because I think there is just a better option out there in recovery. What about Balagad Recovery, the new... Because that also has the benefit of being a land if you need it. Right, yeah. So there, there's other options out there. So you don't really need... But this is going to show up when you like are, are like, oh, I'm making a green commander deck. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So definitely don't buy... Yeah, and, and what did you say? Five, like four or five dollars? Yeah. Oh, and that hurts. That hurts. Regrowth is one and a green. Has the same effect, but it just doesn't have a creature. So unless you're like bouncing creatures or reanimating creatures or need to, or making which a, a human lot deck, of commander decks do, to be fair, they do. Right, you're absolutely right. Uh, and if but if you're not doing that, then spend twenty five cents and get something that costs one mana less to do the exact yeah. same effect that you want. Or play Balarak Good Recovery and have the benefit of having a land if you need it. <laughs> exactly. There, there's tons of things that have this effect. There's cards yeah. that like so no, oh you mill not. three first and then but you only get a creature or a land but if you're not if you're playing a creature or land deck then just do that. That's a card that I guess should get a reprint. Then I mean I really don't care. I have a bunch of those, <laughs> so I, I'm not hurting for them. But I guess people probably are. So I would say reprint that for sure. Um, we can do a couple more. I so this one is kind of like big. Uh. I don't have any particular one, but it's the shock lands or fetch lands. So, uh, yeah, that's tough. Each one of the sh- the shock lands can range from anywhere from ten to twenty dollars, and the fetch lands are from like thirty uh, to seventy. I fetch will say lands, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Yeah, just don't even go near them. I will say for shock lands, ten sounds worth it. Yeah, it's ten for some of them. Yeah, it, like, that it sounds great because that's like the bottom end of their price range ever in the history of Magic, and they're never going to go lower than it. So if you can get them for ten, get them for ten. Twenty? Nah, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just not, I'm never going to spend twenty on a land. Even ten hurts so bad for a land. Generally, again, if you get into Magic enough, and hopefully they print more sets that include these. Usually you open these in limited packs and then just hold on to them. Like just so like I don't buy it because eventually I'm gonna run into them, and it always feels so bad opening a land in your packs. But like also they're worth ten dollars, so you can't be that. Yeah, upset. you can't be too upset. But yeah, <laughs> and like if you are kind of been playing Commander for a while and you feel like you're losing to your friends. I would say this is probably a good place to invest some money as your land base. Is the land in base. general because 
being a turn yeah, too short feels bad can, though can matter but yeah but if you're starting out and you have 60 dollars budget don't spend <laughs> 10 of it on your on a two color dual land just just don't there's yeah, so just, many other again i would just stay away from in general right because like what i just said like yeah just kind of naturally grow into them is what i would recommend right it's like we're waiting for the sets that have them and when they do Maybe you got a few eventually. Yeah, just grow into them. Yeah, because, it, you boy, pull a sweet standard staple that's worth fifteen dollars. Trade it somebody for a shock land that because they don't maybe they don't play modern anymore. Yeah, they play standard. Tra- trade trade people for them because people sometimes don't even like value them. Those are the kind of cards that like yeah they're worth twenty dollars, but some people in their trade binders like, but I really want that guy's new rare from the new set. Exactly. So they might give you a, a you know because those are cards that don't. Like no one wants them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially if I have two copies of Flooded Strand, I'm not like ah, I need both copies. No, not Commander players don't. So go yeah, after them. and yeah, to to people trading, Shocklands and Fetch Lands are, are as close as you get to money. <laughs> <laughs> like you can always find somebody with value. And this is just that's just like a general trading tip for me. Yeah. Is that like oh, if somebody offers you, if you don't know what you want, somebody's binder. And they're willing to give you shock lands. Or shock fetch lands. lands, yeah. Just, take the just lands. do it. Just yep. do it. You're gonna yep, find. Yep. Somebody if you can't you find other things, but they have exactly, I would 100 percent agree with you there. Use them as the currency for the game, and then and yeah, for players looking to get them, that that's the way to acquire them. Just like trade with the people and and get them that way. Don't buy them. That hurts. <laughs> yeah, that hurts so much. Uh, but if you do have like a bunch of extra money, and that you are finding yourself like you know, um, just a step behind and you're thinking about, Oh, but I had, I spent a lot of time on my deck. Take a look at your mana base just to make sure it's, it's kind of similar level to your friends who are playing. And it might yep. just be as simple as that. Right. Um, you want to read off a few more? Cause I, I like the ones coming up. Yeah, go for it. You take your, uh, your pick. All right. I really like this one. I think, I'm going to say it's a staple and you need to buy it. This is Blasphemous Act. It is an eight in a red, but it doesn't really cost eight in a red. (laughs) Because it costs one less for every creature on the battlefield, and it deals 13 damage to all creatures. It is red's signature board wipe. It's it's pretty much best board wipe. It's the only one I really see. It's priced at $3, and I say you got to have it, especially at $3. Because I put it in every deck that's red. Oh yeah, this is like the premier red board wipe. Three dollars, definite. This is like the thing. You, this this is like the. You, would you say like this is the red staple? It is, and I like uh, I, at three dollars. I love that price point. I think that's exactly what it should cost. And if it ever goes above that, I want them to reprint it immediately to bring it back down to three dollars because I think that's the perfect spot for it. Yeah, and, and it just goes in every red deck. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. I don't know. They just printed it in Double Masters, which was an odd spot, but a good spot to reprint it. I hope they bring it back in when Innistrad comes back around at the end of the year, because by then maybe it'll need it. I don't yeah, know. and, and th- this is also one of the cards that since it goes into every deck that has red in it, every time I open it, I'm not like, oh, man, I have another Blasphemous Act. I'm just like, oh, sweet. Oh, <laughs> another sweet. one. Yeah, Blasphemous Act. Oh, you're never sad to see that card. That card's so good. I put it literally in every deck. Oh, yeah. Uh, the next one I love too, because that's tough. Oh, uh, heroic intervention. <laughs> oh man, at, at that price point, because this is a card that I would have said yes, but now you're saying it's fourteen dollars, and mm-hmm. now I will finally say 
yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, 14 so is rough! Heroic Intervention is a, a green instant, costs 1G, and creatures you control gain hexproof and indestructible. Indestructible until end of turn. And, and, and maybe it's me who, like, because I bought this card and I know exactly what I paid for it, maybe I'm like, it's me that's going, no, this is what I want to pay for it. Because that's what I paid for right, it. Yeah. Because I can't believe it's going up this much. It, like, man. I think it's it's got to be because it's the only effect like this in green. Like, there's no other effect. No. Just, like, I don't know, because there's effects like, I don't know, there's like Rapid Vigor. You could buy Rapid Vigor. What does Rapid Vigor do? Regenerate each creature you control. Costs the same amount of mana. One in a green. Saves okay. all your creatures. Yeah, One well, in a green. See, Save all your creatures. Thank you. That's a great budget. Uh, alternative. Uh, alternative watch. Rapid Vigor is like $30. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to look right now. No, yeah. And now I'm like, oh, I better go look. I don't think it is. I bet you, I think it's like a quarter. I mean, like maybe right. $2. Well, yeah, and just goes to show that, like, you don't have to have the most optimum card like that. If, if you are Yeah, if you're much, going for this card just to save all your creatures. All right, Rapid Vigor, $1.30. There you, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Breaking the bank. But yeah, $14. Like, in. And it, so heroic intervention is, I think, used fringe and competitive play, um, because right. it also uh, gives them gives your creatures hexproof. But with commander players, it's like, do you it's really, really to save your creatures, right? Really I mean, it's really just to save your creatures, right? Yeah, these board wipes are huge in commander. It's not going to neither card, the one I named, or heroic intervention are going to save you from like a mass exile effect, right? Exactly. So, so really, I don't know what. The benefit, like, compared to Regenerate, I don't know what the Indestructible is saving you from that. Not, the... uh, not anything other than the, um, so one, one So thing... just play Rapid Vigor, yeah. Well, so <laughs> I guess the, the, I mean, the. Or is Heroic Intervention Permanence, though? Is it Permanence? It might be Permanence. It might be Permanence. That might, but that might also, be the difference in rules between Indestructible and, um, and Regenerate are different because... Regenerate gets used up, so if somebody has two board wipes or uh, or like another source of damage, then your creature will die. But heroic intervention survives it through. But that person could have just waited, <laughs> waited until the next turn to play it. Uh, uh, heroic intervention is permanent, so that is huge. I mean that that is that, 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 is, is, that is that's a lot yeah. different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is pretty different. And I think also it's the uh, you can use it to save like from a targeted removal spell against your commander or something. But like that fourteen dollars, good. <laughs> like yeah, but Rapid Vigor could do that too. It'll regenerate him. Right, right, exactly. Uh, again, <laughs> All right, not, so yeah, so fourteen. Like, no, I'm I'm out. I know I pl- I played I paid I paid six dollars for that, and I was happy with six. I mean, six was a lot, but that's where I think heroic intervention should, should sit. When I'm thinking of heroic intervention, I think it should sit. From six to ten dollars, ten yeah. being the most. That effect again, it it is really good. <laughs> yeah. So all, it all is. you need to do is some. You need to just do it once, and you just are suddenly realizing like, oh, I have a because in a four player game, one person rats the board, you save your stuff. That yeah. person pay, uh, played a spell to help you. Now you're yeah, the basically. only person you with, with permanent So now you are you're at this immense advantage. So that's, that's the reason why th- that effect is so good, um, especially when people get all like tricky and things like that. Um, but yeah, at, at fourteen, this one's a, I just don't think it's worth it. That one's a straight no for me. So the Assassin's Trophy, right. best removal spell in Golgari, 
is priced at eighteen dollars. That's a straight no for me. I mean, what the heck? There's plenty of ways to remove a plenty of permanence. I and this card agree. costs eighteen dollars. Yeah. I know it's the best. I know it's the most efficient, and I know it's instant. But it's in two color combination. Like, no, there's just there's a lot of cards in Magic that do a lot of effects. You yeah. don't need this. Futrify costs one more mana and costs a quarter or something like quarter. that. Right, and, and uh, it like, and it doesn't give them the benefit because the, Assassin's the Trophy land. gives them the land. Yeah, I mean, just, and, just no, yeah, it's not worth eighteen. Assassin's Trophy is used in a bunch of different formats. Um, you you love it when you play it. Is it worth $18 for every reason you no. just said? No. No. Maelstrom Pulse even... is a pretty good substitute. It's There's a sorcery, a good one. Cool. but it still just destroys any permanent. That's not land, I think. Um, and has the added effect bonus of There's... if it's a token, then it destroys all of those tokens. Anything that cut, that has the same name as that. I mean, like I said, there's a lot of ways to destroy a lot of permanence in yeah. the game. You don't need that one for $18. Yeah. and <laughs> You don't need that. And the reason why I chose these cards specifically was, again, because you're probably likely to see them when you're on EDH rec or something when, when um, yeah, you're searching for a list, it's like, you like need oh, this. Assassin's Trophy, you need Rhystic Study. And then yeah, 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 sometimes yeah. it might be like, oh, is this the best option or is it just the one everyone says to put in there until they realize they're spending $400 on a commander deck? And it's a good yeah, deck. which you just don't need to do. This, this one's a tough one for me. I put, I put this one on here late. So this is Vandal Blast, another mm. huge red staple because... They printed this mechanic called Overload, and it turned out in Commander, that's busted. Because it targets each of your opponent's things. So this card not yours, states... just your opponent. Not yours, just your opponent's. So for some reason, it doesn't affect everyone, just the people you're against. And this card states that it destroys all artifacts your opponent's control for five mana, which is not that much mana. Yeah, exactly. And... As the added flexibility of just for one mana, you can target mana. A, a, an artifact your opponent controls. Um, but so <laughs> five I'm to seven. Say, I'm out. I'm out at five to seven. I think this depends on your play group. If you have a lot of people who okay. are playing artifact decks, then this is just you want to draw this card every single game. Like it you know, is just... in my mind, though, again, like we were saying, there's a lot of ways to destroy a lot of permanents. And I just believe in red, there's tons of ways to destroy tons of artifacts, and they don't cost that much. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Maybe, like, maybe I'm maybe I'm a little biased. I've seen this just like turn games. Okay, uh, well, here's what I would suggest to you. I would suggest if you're in green. There you I go. Agree. I would suggest play Shatterstorm. Done. Argument over. Destroy <laughs> all the artifacts that can't be regenerated. You pay a quarter to do that effect. Yeah, so you destroy all the artifacts. You're saving your own stuff with this one, but you don't have to pay yeah, but $5. <laughs> also, we're playing Commander, which means I get to build my deck, which means I don't have to put artifacts in them. Right. So I just won't put artifacts in my deck for my ramp. I'll put enchantments instead, say. There's plenty of that effect. And then, bam. Or I'll play only the artifacts that are indestructible, like Darkseal Ingot, if I need to play Mana Rocks. They have them. They're there. They're around. Right. And, yeah. the, and, uh, and the new one, Skyclave Relic, is indestructible. Bam. I have some artifacts. They're all indestructible. I play Shatterstorm, and it costs me a quarter. Yeah, and I think you kind of bring up a good point. Is We kind of often just default to the best available option, 
Yeah. And then well, that, well, I mean, when a card costs, once it costs like past $3, I'm like, come on. But, yeah, e- exactly. But, you know, you just said, like, what if I don't have any artifacts in my deck? Or what if there's, like, I don't know, Soul Ring and Arcane Signet, but that's it. And it's turn, like, 15. Yeah, and, even and, if I have, like, one or two or artifacts. Yeah, do I really care? Do like, really I'm care? also destroying everyone else's. Exactly. So if you have a ton of artifacts, then it might be worth it to play Vandal Blast. But if you don't, why why would you spend this 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 much money when you could spend that money somewhere else? Like maybe improving your land base or buying that super sweet card that's going to make your deck awesome. But I, I don't know. I I mean I I get your argument. So you you're arguing that it does Vandal Blast is worth five to seven dollars. I don't think it is. I, I I think it's not an auto include. I think it is worth it if you're running an artifact deck. Then you don't. That's it, so situation. Like, how in that situation could you even justify a five to seven dollar card there? That's like, I don't know. Like, how can you guarantee that if, you're always going to play against someone can, with an artifact? No, no, no. But I mean, this is but this is like your play group. No, you're not always going to play. But you're not always going to play against people playing creature decks. But you still play board wipes. Um, so, like again, it depends on your situation. If you're not a deck that has a ton of artifacts, there's really no reason to play it. But you do. Like if there's, that's the reason why Cyclonic Rift is really good, opposed to Evacuation, which is bouncing cre- bouncing all creatures versus not your own. It costs even less mana. I mean, I'm not making the argument that the card's not really freaking. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know. I'm making I, the argument it's not worth five I, seven. I don't think right. it is. Yeah, exactly. I and I think if at certain situations, I think it's worth it. I'm not paying that. Next card down. This one surprised the heck out of me so i know this is a a, a popular youtube channel uh the commander's quarters he builds decks on the cheap well he used to put this in all his decks and now he can't anymore so he had public outcry about it (laughs) (laughs) and i agree with him it's like it's a card that i used to put in every deck and i still do (laughs) and that's wayfarer's bauble because it is rampant growth in every color that's not green (laughs) right yeah it's an artifact that costs one that goes down on turn one, and then on turn two, you pay two, you tap it, and then you rampant growth. So you put any land onto the battlefield tapped. And it's just a card that can go in every deck that's not green. And I play a lot of decks that aren't green. <laughs> Therefore, right. I play a lot of Wayfarer's Bobble. And this is another card that, if it's in just a master set at common, it'll probably go down. Yeah, so like, don't pay $5 for it. <laughs> Definitely not. Because right now, it's $5. Don't pay five dollars for it. I can't believe that. That's nuts. Yeah, that so, is crazy. Because you might you you might see that suggested in a bunch of decks that don't have green in them. Again, we have to keep stating that because green has a billion options. Right. <laughs> Every other color doesn't. Yeah, um, exactly. So Wayfarers needs to happen, and yeah, that's that's too much. And then the last one is another green staple because we're talking rampant growth now. Well, there's a rampant growth out there that I used to also put in a lot of decks. Farseek is $2. Yeah, and Rampant Growth does essentially... So Farseek can can search out lands shock that have lands. basic land types. Yeah. So like your Shocklands or the new Triumphs that came out. Uh, but can't search for us. <laughs> nope. Also costs $2 when Rampant Growth... It and can search for us when that forest is a Temple Garden. Right, exactly. When it's also a place. <laughs> uh but yeah, it's just like, why would you pay $2 for this? It's like, if you want a two-mana ramp spell in green, 
and you're trying to cut down on costs, just play rampant growth. It costs a quarter. Well, and also, and rampant growth, we should stay, is not the only one. Yeah, exactly. There's there's, ta- there's nature's lore. There, I mean, I, I don't I don't know how many of these cost less than two dollars, but I'm sure there's so many of these effects. I'm sure a lot. I'm sure you can fit all five the before they're all starting. the two mana mana rocks. Too. Yeah, I'm sure there's at least five or seven or ten, however many you wanted to run before you have to get Farseek in your deck, which right. costs two dollars somehow. So that's why I wanted to bring that one up. I was just like, exactly, God. yeah, and th- that's one of those <laughs> that a lot of people just see it as, especially in multicolored decks, as just an objectively better a rampant growth. But don't uh, I disagree with that? Yeah, I absolutely disagree with that too. Yeah, there's no need. All right, and we we also we even so our next subject is tips to save some money, and we've been talking about yeah, this, this entire time. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like throughout this whole podcast, if you haven't caught on to a bunch of the tips we've been trying to spew out, I mean, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess we should we should go over these because these are good. Uh, uh, just our few uh, uh, points that we made mm-hmm. uh, to buy singles and. Not sealed, unless you're drafted. Unless you're drafted, yeah, let... <laughs> yeah. Um, and and with the sealed is is exactly what I mentioned before. We're like, apparently these sealed products now are going up in value after they've been printed. Which don't, don't. Yeah. <laughs> if they came out and they were like, like make your decision and make it fast because don't pay three hundred dollars for Time Spiral remastered boxes when they costed one forty to begin with. Exactly. Like in these car the reason why they go up in value is because speculators um how they view sealed products is that there's a percentage chance that they have like a, a lottery card in there essentially. Basically. So they're just like, Okay, we're gonna buy a bunch of product, open the three hundred dollar card once and then it'll pay for everything. But yeah, it, and this also goes to buying like sealed commander decks and sealed other products. Where if you are if you only want one or two cards from like a sealed commander deck, just buy the card. Uh, sure, I but think... I will recommend highly for new players buy commander products if yeah. you're interested in playing commander. They have a ton of boy, sealed. are they good? Yeah, boy, yeah. are they good? I I think uh, I think there's like a uh, yeah, there's just like tons and tons of staples in there. They're usually and this is kind of like tricks some people. I feel like. And because they're usually worth it, quote unquote, worth it, because yeah. they have a bunch of like one dollar or dollar fifty cards in there. Um, but right, they also have so, a lot so of like, like the actual value of that commander product. Sometimes it's like sixty, seventy dollars, and right. they're sitting on the shelves for forty. Right, at big retailers everywhere. Exactly, and then it's it's I've done this too, where it's easy to kind of trick yourself and be like, oh, well, I'm buying this card, I'm getting all this stuff essentially for free, like after this like three bunch of these three dollar cards uh but that's not like really the case unless you're planning on selling them you're not getting that money or value (laughs) (laughs) so it's just like just buy just buy the card for ten dollars and if that's the only thing that you're gonna play right so for 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 the people that yeah that already have a bunch of cards yeah don't buy the product if you only needed a few of them now if you like the deck or like, oh, I, I wanted to make a cycling deck. So I bought the cycling precon and just bought a bunch of cards to help fill it out. 
definitely sure. do that. That is such a good Oh, and, and I would say the story changed a little bit with their most recent command. They're now printing Commander products for like $25. Oh, yeah. I just the... bought the new uh, the Azorius one for 25 bucks and right. got like a full deck with the Arcane Signet in there, the Soul Ring in there. The, like, it's the amazing. Commanders, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, and new cards. New cards that aren't in any other product. Um, I guess my the uh, the other good tip is for trading. It's just like I find it more useful to trade older and fewer. So <laughs> it's <laughs> I find it's it's easier to maintain value of your trade collection if you're trading like a bunch of standard cards for like a mo- one modern card or something or one commander card, and it, because they'll have equivalent value at the time of trading. But the older card is more likely to maintain its value over time mm-hmm. um, and more likely than not in a, a bunch of cards. So if you're trading like five cards for one, some a lot of those five cards are going to reduce in value. Maybe one will go up or, or whatever, but a lot of those $3 cards in standard will go to 50 cents after standard rotates. But this modern card or like Shocklands or something, that'll stay at $10. Right. And then we also recommend getting good sleeves. This is something I never did in the past, and now I do. And it's just, oh just, yeah, oh yeah. Buy sleeves. Buy sleeves. I I've been sticking with I guess mostly dragon shields now, just because they sell them in exactly a hundred, and they actually generally give you a couple extra, and they're very good sleeves. Oh yeah, and they're, they're very sleeves. cheap for for comparison to uh, other sleeve prices. They're pretty. They're actually well positioned. Mm-hmm. And I, I get the Ultra Pro Eclipse sleeves. They're, I think the Dragon Shields are good too. Mm-hmm. I've just, I've always, I've just, have always gotten them. So this is just kind of what I naturally buy. <laughs> might not, <laughs> I might have to switch over to Dragon Shields if they're if they're cheaper. Um, but yeah, those two, uh, those two kinds of sleeves. They're great. Are, they're yeah, they're, great. they're not bad. Don't go for the cheapo ones. Mm-hmm. They're gonna break and it's gonna ruin your life <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah because, because if you have a commander deck and you bought a hundred sleeves and like three of them break it's you kind of have to buy a whole new hundred <laughs> yeah you have to right it's just like i can't have just this one card in a different sleeve it, uh, it doesn't work exactly uh all right i think that's kind of it all right well good we, yeah, we did a lot. This we is going to be a lot. big episode uh, Long for episode. me to edit. So. <laughs> yeah. Longest one so far. Or you, you stayed with us. Yeah. <laughs> so you're kind of looking up the time, just be like, hmm, we should wrap this up. All right. Well, what are we talking about next week? So next week is a Dungeons & Dragons episode. We're going to start our uh, character creation series. So this is good if you're kind of uh, unsure about how to create a certain character. We'll kind of walk you through it. And we'll do a live, uh, well, not live. Uh, but uh, we'll do a, a, a <laughs> full character us. build. Sorry, yes. So we'll kind of go th- walk you through at least our process. And I don't think I've, I don't think I've built a character with you before, so this will be no. This will be interesting. What class are we doing? Uh, we're doing a fighter. Oh baby, get All ready right. for a fight. Then past that, uh, next time we'll visit the Magic Podcast. We're gonna do an intro to Commander. We've been talking a lot of Commander, and then we realize. Uh-huh. You know, really didn't like just go into introducing Commander as as a format. We'll talk of how we view it, how it's changed, everything to deal with Commander. We're just gonna do a full 
This is Commander. Welcome to Commander. Right, and knowing us, we'll just talk for an hour about just random Commander. magic stuff. <laughs> Stories. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You it's... were mentioning that, uh, well, that was limited, so never mind. Yeah. Um, and what's our email, Twitter? If you guys want to reach out to us, if you guys want to suggest, we haven't heard from anyone yet. So once again, I said, if you email us, we'll probably see it. And just so you guys know, I've gotten the Twitter handle back. So hey, we're no so longer we're, banned. We're so. no longer banned for Twitter for our hot magic and D and D takes. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> were we couldn't handle. We were spicy. We got banned immediately. <laughs> well, you, you better start retroactively tweeting out so that I know, should do that. I should just be yeah. like, "There's a blue one." Yeah, act like it was all part yeah. of. It. <laughs> I totally have all those backlog tweets. <laughs> you should create a whole story behind like the scandal that was like, like why we got banned or something. Oh, I and I'll know. start like fabricate like, like a whole random thing. people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good. you gotta uh, fabricate a whole story. We'll get on Netflix as the Netflix special. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we'll make a document. All those intense ones, like oh, then there was the Dragon Party podcast. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, all right. With that, let's go get back to some partying. Ready to mingle. Get ready to mingle. And all you listeners out there, party on. Party on. Party on.